You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. I'm co-host Tyson Franklin. With me is big Jim Mack, Jim McDonald. Jim, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Tyson. Uh, excited to uh, jump in today. Uh, uh, no, it's things are good here in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yes, the world is almost back to normal. I'm loving it. So, and I know people are listening to this, their businesses are starting to boom, everything's getting back to normal, everything's great. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about, you know, I think previously we talked a little bit about, you know, finding the right marketing plan or working, you know, what are the different options as far as, you know, which marketers work with, you know, whether it's a, a consultant, a bigger company, a podiatry marketing company. But today we're going to get a little bit more into the weeds and really talk about like, once you're kind of vetting people, like what are specific questions or what uh, things should you ask before just jumping in and signing a contract or deciding to work with uh, different providers? Yeah, well, I told you that story when I went to a breakfast meeting and this guy turns up on a skateboard because that's how you turn up to breakfast meetings. I'd left my skateboard at home and I chose to drive that day. He rocks in, I'm checking him out, T-shirt on, baggy pants. And then I said to him, what do you do? He said, I do Google ads. I do a lot of online advertising for people. Okay, so as I grilled him just a little bit more, he eventually turned to me and said, just so you know, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm learning. So he was taking money from people, no idea what what to do, spending it in different places, reading books. So he was learning on somebody else's coin. And I think just a couple of really simple questions would have showed him up that he had no idea what he was doing. I don't know how he got away with it. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point there is that, uh, you know, one of the first steps is to understand, like, who else this person has worked with in the past, mm. whether that's like, you know, calling up for specific references or at least, at least looking at the, you know, the, the company or the consultant's website. So they have links back and they're standing behind the work they're doing, right? Because if, uh, you know, if they're doing a bunch of different things, they don't know podiatry, you know, I've heard that a lot in the past as well. It's like, well, you know, I was working with this local marketer. They're like a friend of a friend and a nice person, but they don't know anything about podiatry. Um, you know, those are different types of time commitments. And while it might be nice to work with a friend of a friend, like, you know, is it worth that extra five hours a week to teach them about what plantar fasciitis is or that yeah. you do bunion surgery? Um, so there's different ways about doing it, but, you know, diving into some of these questions and starting off with, understanding the references and who they've worked with in the past is kind of a good way to start off with things. Well, no, any sales rep that used to just turn up at my clinic without me asking them to come in and they would rock, they'd sit down. My first question I asked them was, tell me what you know about podiatry. And it was surprising how many sales reps went, um, uh, didn't know anything about what even did. Then some of them knew it had something to do with feet and they go, oh, you, you cut, you look after old people's toenails and hard skin. And I'm like, See the door? There's the door over there. Get out. <laughs> and just a simple question. Tell me what you know about podiatry. Or I'd ask them a question. What did you like most about my website? Because I'm assuming you're going to come and see me. You've, you've done your homework. And they go, oh, no, I, I didn't look at your website. Okay, so you don't know what I do. You don't know my website. Why are you here? Oh, because I've got this ideal yeah. marketing package for you. So it, it's, it's almost laughable sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think there has to be some, a certain amount of due diligence that people have to go into that initial call or that initial like, you know, contact point with those people, right? If they have just cold called you out of the blue and you're on the phone with them, right? Like uh, it's probably not the ideal situation. It's trying to find uh, a time to meet with someone and to kind of, uh, like you said, d dive into 
understanding what they already know about you. Cause like they don't know to know everything about your clinic, but they need to at least have a general sense of like, what does your current website look like? Um, at least a surface level evaluation of what you're currently doing. Um, but just to like kind of start off a relationship. Cause if it's someone's cold calling you out of the blue, you know, you know, you know, it could be like, <laughs> I've, I've had it happen to some of the clients I work with, right? Just like basically just kind of telling lies, right? Like, <laughs> you know, we had, we, we, we had this clinic and they didn't like podiatry growth. So they went with us instead. And like, well, I've had like two or three clients in my entire you know, like yeah. professional life, you know, working with podiatry and I still have them on my roster. So like no, no one's left, but you have to kind of be aware of where you have some of these, like, I'd say like predatory tactics with an understanding, like those references, um, their past work. And then it's not only like we talked about, like it's not it, it, part of it too, is that you're going to have to spend time bringing these people up to speed, whether it's someone who does a lot of podiatry or does none, right? There's going to be a range amount of time you have to spend with someone and not, and just because someone does podiatry, right? Doesn't necessarily understand what you need or what you want as well. And I think that's kind of like the second point that is really important to bring up is that like the first, at least the first conversation, if not multiple conversations should be really about you and your practice and what you want more than just like, here's this like portfolio of all these things we're going to do for you. Cause I think that's kind of the easy jump for a lot of like marketing companies or agencies, or even sometimes consultants is like, let's just jump into tell you, I'll just tell you exactly what you need right away. Yeah. And not, not, and it should be more of a consultative, like listening session where they should be listening to what you need and understanding what you really want to get out of your practice so they can help, you know, at least create something individualized. Is this a problem, probably like, especially on the online world, if people are looking at, you know, Google and Facebook advertising and they approach a company to help them do that, is really they're only talking to somebody over a phone. Maybe they might have a Zoom call, but they really, like, they could be sitting in an office with, yeah, look, the office looks self, it looks fantastic, but then on the outside of that office, there, there could be in a, in a shed somewhere where there is nothing. It's just, it's, it's fake. How, how can people, are there certain questions that you would ask somebody if they were approaching, if they were an online company? Or maybe you've sourced them out. You, you're searching for somebody. Are there certain questions that you would ask? I mean, yeah, I'd definitely ask. First, I would start, like I said, though, is like just making sure they're like, they're asking you what you want and what you're trying to do with your practice. Like if they're just jumping into prescriptive methods about how they're going to get you 50 new patients that month, or like if they're just jumping into like results and all the things they're going to do for you. Like that's a, that's a bit of a red flag in my mind. They really need to be listeners first and foremost. Yeah. Once they've, you know, listened, um, you know, I think the, the next step is generally for me, like, you know, having them process what they listen and then coming back to you with at least, um, a couple of different things the, like what some, some people and some, um, providers, like I'd say more on the consulting side, will maybe ask that you kind of engage in more like an audit or kind of a, uh, kind of a first step in building a relationship. So whether this is kind of like building a marketing plan, you know, basically doing an audit of all your current, um, online activities, for example, like, you know, looking at your website, looking at your Google rankings, looking at what compet local competitors are doing and basically providing you like a one-off kind of written report and audit with kind of some plans, some steps you could, if you choose to go with them, that they'll basically like, you know, they'll kind of charge you for it. So whether that's yeah. like $500 or a thousand dollars, depending on how much time and effort they're putting into this plan, some type of like first step of a deliverable 
So you can see if this is, you know, test, it's kind of testing the relationship. Is this person that you, you know, if, do they do good work? Do you have something to go by before you just you either sign a contract for three to $5,000 a month for the next year? Um, I think that is the next thing is to like understand, um, you know, obviously you can ask what their rates are, you know, what is their, what is their core competencies? You know, what do you do better than other um, podiatry marketing agencies or other people, you know, in, in this kind of um, segment of the market, like what makes you better or what, what do you not do as well as somebody else? I think these are fair questions, mm. but I mean, you know, you're going to get different levels of answer, different levels of amounts of honesty, depending on who you're talking to. So you definitely have to like ask hard questions and, and like, you know, it, if you do like during that kind of vetting process, if you do say, I want to do sports medicine, for example, right? Yeah. Like give me some examples about how you helped, you know, these other clients do similar things to me. Cause like there is some customization and individualization that needs to be taken into account based on your local area, what you want to do, you know, but it's not, it's not so individualized that you have to reinvent the wheel every single time. And if they don't do well on Google ads um, and, you want someone that does well with Google ads. Like, you know, you don't want someone just kind of, like you said, learning on your own dime. Mm. So you need to really understand what they do really well. Cause they're going to say they do everything probably most of the time, but there's probably one or two things they do. Like they're kind of those core competencies are really important to understand. Yeah. But it's no different. And, and I know it also, if I was talking to him and ask, have you got some clients that you've worked with that are very similar to my business that I could, I could ring up and get them to give me their opinion. And I think it's no different, like I said off air before, about coaching. If somebody approached me and said, what are your strengths in coaching? I would tell them what my strengths are, what makes me better than everybody else. I would tell them exactly what, why I think I am a better business coach or mentor for certain podiatrists. But it's the same thing. Before I take anyone on, we normally have a Zoom meeting, like just like you and I are doing here. And I ask them questions about their business and I take down a little notes and before I even had that meeting, I've checked out their website. I've done a lot of homework. So I have a fair idea whether I think I'm going to be able to work with them or not before we even have the meeting because I've really studied them. Then the meeting is just, do we like each other? And, and are we a good fit? And I think you should do exactly the same thing with anyone that you're, you're handing money over to. You need to know that they know what they're doing. No, 100%. I think one thing that I, one other question I've asked, and it seems like almost silly to have to ask this question, but uh, do you work with any of my local competitors, right? Like, do, oh, you, yeah. do, you, do you already serve as a clinic, like, you know, across the street? Because you'll be surprised, like, uh, like, you know, in medicine and podiatry, you know, we hold ourselves at a very high kind of ethical standard. And that's mm. like, you know, one of the things that by jumping into the marketing or even calling myself a marketer, I sometimes feel like <laughs> there's not the same level of uh, ethics and kind of like responsibility to the client that's always shown. So, you know, especially with some of these larger companies, um, whether it's an automated growth service or sometimes people that are just, you know, obviously maybe offering a very attractive price yeah. um, for their services, you'll have to understand why they're able to attract you know, like offer that, that low attractive price. Uh, it's because either they're not willing to like, um, just kind of go with you in that local area. For example, with me, whenever I take a client, like in a city or in a suburban location, like I, I can't have another client within, you know, a reasonable distance, you know, away. Maybe it's, that's a couple hours, three hours, but if there's any potential conflict, 
I'm personally not going to feel comfortable and feel like I'm being honest to a person I'm trying to help grow their practice to. So, but you'll be surprised. Some, some other companies are not that way. Oh, um, they yeah. feel like, they feel like they can service bo- both sides of, uh, uh, of those things, but that's not the way I do things. So make sure to ask that question. Yeah, well, it's one of the questions I ask when it comes to coaching. That's why I go and check out where they are. And if they're, if they're in the same marketing area as a, uh, a coaching client I already have, I just tell them I can't do it. I say I can't coach two people in the same area. So it's just a, it's just a conflict. If they're in a, like a group situation, that's different because they'll know they're, they're actually, they know each other. And that's how they ended up in the group. But I, I know uh, there's a coaching company here in Australia that I was talking to one podiatrist and they told me who they're with. Then I was talking to another podiatrist and only about two kilometers from each other. I'm going, oh, you've got the same coach. But I didn't tell them. I thought, well, you guys either already know this and you're comfortable with it. It's not up to me to say, do you realize you've got the same coach who's just, I, I couldn't do it myself personally. I just would feel uncomfortable. But I know marketing people do that probably all the time because they don't, they may not think there is a conflict. But I, if I got a marketing person, I'd want to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of cognitive dissonance, I think, to like say that like you could really treat the same two clinics across the street, you know, and provide the same amount of value, uh, you know, in the same location. I think that, uh, you know, there's definitely ways of partnering with local p- competitors that maybe you're yeah. the sports medicine person. So I'm not saying it's like a zero sum game with these things, but uh if you're both running Google ads, like these, these are kind of competitive systems that will upbid and, and increase spend. So you have to be very, very cognizant about, um, you know, who you're working with, uh, and making sure that they're, they have your best interests in mind. I think that's a, a huge important, uh, component of that is that like, this is not, you know, and there's different ways that people will operate as well. I think that's a, another good question to ask is like, are you kind of a retainer based, um, service? Um, or are you kind of like a build and disappear service? I think, you know, there's, there's different ways of going about building a website or doing Google search ads or doing different types of marketing. If you're looking for people just to kind of like build and leave, this is going to be like, I wouldn't say like a super painful cycle, but like nothing is stagnant online and on the internet. Like yeah. it's always, always requires refinement. You know, having someone that you can trust over the long term and build a relationship is because they're not only like, your website builder, right? This is a, someone that's really helping you plan like a strategy for your marketing online for a, a long term because you're busy in your practice. You don't have time to say like, is it like, you know, TikTok or, you know, like, or Facebook or Instagram, like where should I be at? Where are my ideal clients at? Like, if you have time to do that in your own practice, you know, God bless you. Like, that's awesome. Good for you. But like to have someone that has their finger on the pulse as far as where the technology is going, where the trends are, where your ideal patients hanging out and like kind of in someone you can be held account that can be held accountable uh, as a trusted partner in this process, you know, is it going to be a little bit more expensive? Absolutely. But that peace of mind and that time savings of you not having to keep your eye on those, you know, on that ball at all times is a huge, huge kind of value add that, you know, when you see someone as the website builder, right? Yeah. You may not kind of it's it doesn't seem like that's possible. But if you see someone as like your marketing partner or the person that you rely on uh, and trust to you know help you grow your your clinic, um, is a really important uh, aspect of this. So if somebody hasn't done much advertising before, is there 
Is there one or two questions that you would just go, yes, these are the two or three top questions you should ask anybody, whether it's online, whether it's offline marketing, anything in general? I mean, I still, I still kind of come back to that. The, the first thing I said is like, they, they should really be a good listener uh, to you first. Um, I think when it comes to like different types of advertising and paid campaigns, it really has to be targeted, not only to your location, but to, to your strengths. You know, if they're really pushing kind of like, I'd say kind of cookie cutter or vanilla type advertisements, right? Like we're going to do this heel campaign or we're going to yeah. do this thing. And it doesn't align with what you actually had told them about what you want to do. <laughs> those those kind of mal alignments, I think, are the you, you might just like some people I think are so exasperated that they don't know like what to do that like they're just like they almost give into the process once they get on these phone calls, right? Like I know I should be doing digital marketing, so I'm gonna kind of do whatever this person says. And I think it has to be more it has to like both people have to kind of give in this process. Otherwise, like it sets up an opportunity for kind of a malalignment of initial, like not only incentives, but also for expectations. Cause if you're, you know, if you said, you said this person multiple times during, you know, your talk with them that like sports medicine is important, uh, orthotics are important. These things are important to you. And then like at anywhere at the end of the call, middle of the call, they say, Hey, let's do some Google ads about, um, heal, you know, uh, let's do it about, uh, heel surgery or, fractures or emergency medicine in podiatry and you did not mention that one iota during yeah. the conversation like those are the things i think are more important to like um it's having these active conversations or these active kind of like discussions about things as opposed to like like i said just like showing up and saying like give me the digital marketing package and expecting like you to be happy and for them to deliver results because i've dealt with so many marketing reps and the different reps that uh, some of their, they really want to help you and others that they're just trying to sell a product. And I had some really good and bad experiences. And with some people that I thought I, I knew them well and I liked them and I trusted them and I was like, almost like a friend. And then you find out afterwards you, that you, were just, you were just another person to them. And, and you can just tell by their actions. It's, I really think the marketing person that's going to help you like you said, they're asking you questions. They really, really want to help. And you can tell the difference between that and someone who's just trying to sell a product. It's no different to a podiatrist trying to flog a pair of orthotics off to a patient that doesn't need them and the podiatrist who is genuinely trying to explain the benefit of an orthotic and why they need them. And I think patients pick up on that. A hundred percent. I mean, like that that's the exact same point I was going to make. I was going to say, it's like when you pick up a chart and you see that on the chart that your nurse took some notes, right? Like maybe the, it says like patients had heel pain for two months, has done these, this, that, and that. And if you diagnose that patient from that nurse's note, you walk in, you tell them exactly what they need. You don't listen to them. You have kind of your, you know, the treatment plans in your mind and you're just not even like, you're, you're talking past that patient, right? Yeah. You're not talking with, with that patient. And it's a, and like, I don't want to be blasphemous, but it's the same thing like with marketing, right? If, if the, if the marketer has an agenda or like, you know, we want to do this for you and like, it's not lining up with exactly what you talk, you know, <laughs> what your expectations or what your needs are. It's not, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're having a bad, you know, a bad day or they're just not listening that day, but like, it's obviously not a good fit. And should try to find someone that is going to listen and is kind of that right fit person for you in your practice. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's 
like I said, with the whole explaining orthotic to a patient, the patients can see when something is not legit. So you should be looking at those signs yourself when a salesperson comes to you. Is ask them, I reckon, ask enough questions to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> because if they're legit, they won't get uncomfortable. But if they're a bit uh, hesitate in their answers, then you'll probably find they're not really sure about the product themselves. It's just, it's just a job. They can put food on the table, roof over their head. Need to sell yeah, on, on on to the next one, on to the next one. If you don't, you know, there, there's five or there's six other people on their next sales calls to like get to. If that's how you feel, then yeah, it's, it's not a good fit. And like you said, just like you can read a patient, a patient can read you. It's the same thing with these different, uh, you know, marketing agencies. If you get a feeling like they're they're wanting to sell you on something, they're probably wanting to sell you on something, right? Yeah. Just trust your instinct when talking to these people. Yeah, I had a, I had a sales rep that I knew, had known for a number of years. She was... Uh, working for a newspaper, then she'd moved to one of the TV stations. And I was, I was wanting to do some stuff on TV. So I was working with her for a little bit. There's one day she turns up and she's got this uh, guy with her, Phil. Phil's not listening to this, so I can say his name. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, this must be her boss because he seemed a little bit older. I thought maybe he's just, yeah, wants to meet me, wants to you know, just find out what she's doing. Anyway, uh, so I said, oh, so Phil, who are you? And she goes, oh, so Phil is going to be your new sales rep. And I went, I don't even know Phil. Why? And she went, oh, well, when, when we start to get busy, when a new person comes on board, we'd like to farm out some of our clients. <laughs> farm out. She said that. Farm out. And I went... Are you a cow? <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm not a frigging sheep. I said a sheep, actually. I said, I'm not a frigging sheep. Nice to meet you, filthy Phil. But I, I said, Phil, <laughs> tell me what you know about podiatry. Knew nothing. And, and I said to her, you could, oh, and that was the other thing. We had the appointment was like at 9am. They rocked up 45 minutes late. Didn't even apologise. So I said to Phil and her, piss off. I told them to get out. I said, you know what? I, there's other TV stations with what I wanted to do at that point in time. And I never used them again after that. It was just, it was so insincere what they were trying to do. And, and I think this happens, marketing happens in the coaching world. When people get busier, they just try and push them off to get somebody else to actually do the work. And you'll find the quality of the work will actually drop. No, for sure. There's no way I was going to use Filthy Phil. <laughs> no way. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> I have seen you. I bumped into it certain things. And when I see him, I still call him Filthy Phil. But he doesn't know that I was... I didn't tell him at the time that I was really... I told him to get out because I was busy. I didn't have time. I said, I'll get back in touch with you. That was right. 10 years ago. Never got... Still waiting. He's still, he's still waiting for your phone call. <laughs> yeah. And when you, when you look back... And you reflect on it, you go, yeah, they didn't have my best interest at heart. It was all about them. It wasn't about me. Yeah. So I, I, I think this topic is really, really important. Yeah. And like if people do have, you know, questions or, you know, if they want to go beyond what we talked about today, definitely, you know, Tyson and I are be able to discuss those things. I know that sometimes, uh, you know, it, it can be a little bit intimidating, you know, especially when it comes in with an agenda and like acts like they know what they're talking about or like, you know, we've done this X, Y, and Z and has kind of out of control you know, outrageous, you know, results that they're claiming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Phil, Tyson and I are available. So don't hesitate. You can always send us these amazing offers so we can kind of, uh, you know, vet them for you a little bit and, and give some feedback if needed. Yeah, well, I've done that with some of my coaching clients. Someone will approach them. I go, don't sign anything. Send it to me. Let me have a look. And they'll yeah. send it to me and I'll go, no, nah, don't do it. Or I say, oh, this is good, but tell them you want to take this, this part here and you want to put that there, move this around and then tell them you want, yeah, four free editorial as well. Yeah, I said, now they'll come back and say, no, we can't do that. And you go, okay, let's not worry about it then. 
it's surprising how fast all of a sudden they can approve things when uh, when you decide that you're not going to spend money with them. So and that's why I say any person you're doing any marketing with, everything is negotiable. Yeah, for sure. And if they can't modify the price, they can throw in freebies. I don't know what freebies you offer there, Jim, but um, <laughs> <laughs> some polite conversation. They get my uh, my podiatry experience, my expertise. They get uh, they get a lot. They get a lot when they work with me. So yeah. Okay. Have you got anything else to cover on this particular topic, or are you done? No, I think like I said, just make sure that you they're listening to you. You check those references. Make sure they're not working with someone in your local area. Mm. If you have other questions, you know Tyson and I are available. But uh, I think we touched on some really good stuff here today. Yeah, and I'm open to that too. If somebody has been approached by something, just send me an email, and. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email back and tell you what I think. And I'm sure you'll do exactly the same thing. Absolutely. What's the best email address for us? My personal email or we're gonna, which, which email? Oh, if they go check on podiatry.marketing, there's a way to send us some, some feedback and some emails. So. Yep, okay. Go to the website, podiatry.marketing. So, Jim, I will talk to you again next week. Sounds great, Tyson. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.